Good morning and welcome to the Abundant Life Church, where faith and life connect. We are so glad that you have joined us this morning and we are excited about the service that we will participate in together. This morning we have an amazing worship, an amazing word. We'll have Let's Talk About It, as well as our Kids Corner. In the same way that um, this, this Sunday represents Valentine's Day, it really represents love. And so in the midst of everything that may be going on in this day and age, we want you to remember God's love. God is love and he loves you. So whether you're married or single, whatever it may be, rest in the fact of knowing that God loves you. So, would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this day and all that it may represent. We understand that Valentine's Day has symbolism around it, but in this moment, on this Sunday, it reminds us, God, of your love towards us. So, Father, we pray that we would embrace your love today, that you would speak to us through your worship, God, through your word, and through every other thing that may take place today, God, we just ask that you would embrace us and surround us with your love and that our response to that would be our worship unto you. So Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this Sunday. And we pray that your spirit will rest, rule, and abide in our lives and in our hearts. So Father, we thank you and we open up our hearts to just be so um, able to experience your presence and your love. So Father, be with us as we lift up your name in worship today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let us worship. Everybody tell somebody, everybody tell somebody, tell them that you know somebody, tell them that you know somebody. King of kings and Lord of lords, King of kings and Lord of lords, you're the one that I adore, you're the one that I adore. Everybody clap your hands, everybody clap your hands, everybody do your dance, everybody do your dance, everybody stomp your feet. Everybody stomp your feet Celebrate the Lord with me Celebrate the Lord with me Let's celebrate 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 Come on Everybody tell somebody Everybody tell somebody Tell them that you know somebody. Tell them that you know somebody. You're the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You're the one that I adore. You're the one that I adore. Everybody clap your hands. Everybody clap your hands. Everybody do your dance. Everybody do your dance. Everybody stomp your feet. Everybody stomp your feet. Celebrate. Let's 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 celebr
celebrate. He's righteous. He's righteous. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. He's strong. He's strong. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. He's faithful. He's faithful. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. He's holy. He's holy. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. He's righteous. He's righteous. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Come on, it's strong. He's strong. You love him, lift your hands and say yeah. yeah. Lift your hands if you lift love him. Lift your hands and say yeah. yeah. Lift your hands if you love him. Lift your hands and say yeah. yeah. If you got a reason, I've got a reason. Everybody here say yeah. yeah. He's holy. He's holy. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. He's righteous. He's righteous. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. He's strong. He's strong. Let's celebrate. He's faithful. He's faithful. One more time. Come on, come on, come on. Lift your hands if you love him. Lift your hands and say yeah. yeah. Lift your hands if you love him. Lift your hands and say yeah. Lift your hands if you love him. Lift your hands and say yeah. If you got a reason, I've got a reason. Everybody here say yeah. yeah. He's holy. He's holy. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Say good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. If you love him, sing yeah. Yeah. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. If you love him, sing yeah. Yeah. Let's celebrate. 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 Let's
as we now enter into a space where we are getting ready to hear the word of God from our Bishop Larry Ward, I pray that you will settle your hearts and your minds. And as we have just come from worship, let us just enter into this time and this space where we are open to hearing the word of God. So would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this time and this space. Lord, where we are getting ready to hear the word of the Lord. So open up our hearts, open up our minds, that we, O oh God, would be able to experience your word and that it would fall on good ground. So Father, we just pray for the anointing over our bishop, that you would speak through him, that our hearts would be pierced, that our lives would be transformed, and God, even unto salvation, let it be so. So Father, we thank you and we praise you. Prepare us now for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, here is our very own Bishop Ward. Well, good morning, and so glad that you're here today to worship with us. Trust that God is in your space, and you are feeling his presence, and that you're feeling his peace, his joy, and this is the day that the Lord has made, and we're excited about the fact that we can be part of this uh, wonderful experience online to share a word with you and also worship the Lord. And I trust the word will be a blessing to you. We've been talking about, uh, for the last uh, couple of weeks now, uh, the focusing on the parable of the sower. So we've been talking about the sower, the seed, and now today we're going to be talking about the soils. Uh, as we're talking about this, um, the reason why it's so important, because growth is really, really, really important to God. And growth should be important to you. Growth should be important to all of us. And I, when we look at this text, we're going to be focusing on uh, the soils. And we're going to be talking about what does this growth actually look like? And what does this growth actually mean? And so I'm going to call your attention back again to Luke chapter 8, verse verses 4 to 15, and I want to read uh, this uh, narrative. And so as we do, get your notes, take, get your tablet. Also, just uh, look at screen as well. We're going to be reading the text. Luke chapter 8, verses 4 to 15, it says, While a large crowd was gathering and the people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and it was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, and it grew up with it and choked the plants. And still another seed fell on good soil, and it came up and yielded a crop 100 times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what the parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. This is, what the, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. And those along the path are the ones who hear, and then 
the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so they may not believe and be saved. And those on rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the same time of testing, and in that time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Here is the reading of scripture. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the word. We pray, Lord, that you would build us up. We pray, Lord, that God, that these words that we speak today will be spirit and life. Pray that it will encourage your people to grow. Encourage your people, Father, Lord, to be individuals, Lord, who would desire, Lord, a ever-growing relationship with you. We thank you for it. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. As we talk about the sower, the seed, and the soils, and we're focusing on the soils, uh, if I had a subtopic today, I'd just call it this, soil diagnosis. Soil diagnosis. And, and really, this passage is very important because not only do we know about soils, but Jesus talked about the different kinds of soils that produce growth and the different types of soils that didn't produce growth. And also, he says, well, this is why. He diagnosed the problem. Do you know that when we go to doctors and physicians, we don't want to just talk about symptoms. We really want them to diagnose the problem. See, if all you do is treat symptoms, you're not going to really get to the root of the problem. And sometimes when it comes to growth, we don't go deep enough and ask, well, what's the problem? when it comes to growth. Why am I not growing? And if I am growing, well, what's taking place? What, what am I doing that's causing the growth? Jesus talks about four types of soils that we want to just take a look at, and we want to just discover what growth is all about, and we also want to understand what, you know, why those others didn't grow. Why didn't those seeds produce? And when we look at this passage, we can see that there are four types of soil. Three of the four, the seed didn't grow, the seed didn't mature, the seed didn't produce any fruit. Only one type of soil did. I mean, well, you kind of put it this way. I used to wonder why that there were times when we would preach the word, people would respond, and then they, after a while, they would go to Bible study, they would be online for prayer, and they would be for worship, and they were really excited about their faith. And then after a while, they start to kind of dwindle away. And they wonder, okay, well, what, what, what happened? What was the cause of these things? Why, why was it that this person was so on fire for God, and then all of a sudden, they became very cold towards God? And I used to wonder, well, what, what, could I, what could I do to fix that? And I started reading this passage, and what occurred to me that there's more to it than just the sower sowing seed 
and the word of God being powerful, there's something that's going on with the soil. You see, it's, it's interesting that the odds are only one quarter of people grow. So we take four people, only one person is really going to grow. You take 100 people, only 25 are going to grow. And I think Jesus was talking about this because he wanted his disciples to determine and to decide which group they were going to be in. Are you going to be in the growth group? Or are you going to be in the non-growing group? You can decide which group you're going to be in. See, Jesus said this parable. He said, you know, there's four types of soil, but only one type of soil was conducive for that seed to grow. And so the question is, what group do you want to be in? I want to be in the group that grows. I want to be soil that's really good. So when the word comes, uh, that word can actually get lodged into my, my life, and, and I can see the manifestations of growth and change and transformation in my life, rather than hearing, 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 and nothing ever changing or happening. So here it is. Let's talk about the soils. The first one, Jesus talked about the seed, which had nothing wrong with it. It fell among the path. So when, they scattered, when the sower sowed the seed, it fell up on the path. And in verse 5, as, they, as the, the seed went out and it went on the path, and they scattered and it went, the seeds went on the path, it got trampled. It got trampled and the birds ate it up. And so Jesus says, well, that, what that means is that people who are what I call path people, they're people who hear the word, but the seed doesn't get to the point where it's submerged into the soil. It somehow gets trampled on. And you know, when something gets trampled on, it's, it's kind of like an indicator that, you know, maybe people don't really care about it too much. The word trample means to scorn. It means to disdain. Here's what happens. When the word goes out, sometimes the response is, nah, that's not for me. That's for somebody else. Oh, pastor, you need to preach because they need to hear that word. Do you know that people have come up to me at times and says, you know, I wish John would have been here to hear that word. I said, you know, John's not here, but you're here. Did you hear the word? Was there something in it that God wanted to do something in your life that all you were thinking about was somebody else hearing the word? Well, maybe you just kind of trampled it. So when the word comes, you kind of squash it. Well, that's not for me. There were a lot of people that heard Jesus' words, and they just said, nah, that's not for me. That's not for me. How many times have you heard God's word, truth coming into your life, where you just kind of said, nah. That's with somebody else. It got trampled. And so when the word gets trampled, it cannot bring forth any fruit. But even more so, the devil loves it when the word gets trampled. Because he can either just pick it up and he just takes away. He's involved in that process too. You know, when we refuse things, he just said, okay, I'm going to take that word so that you'll never act on it. The Bible says the path folks 
They just kind of hear it, but they don't necessarily want to submit to it. They, they walk it. They think they're above what God has said. You don't want to be part of that group. But then Jesus goes on and talks about the rocky soil. That's in verse 6 and verse 13. He says, the seed not only went on the path, but it went on this rocky soil. And um, the rocky soil people are the people who hear the word. And they are the folks that shout the loudest. They're the people that say amen. They're the people that know the Bible so well that when you start quoting a scripture, they have already been ahead of you. They know Bible. They, they know the prayer. They, 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 they know how to do all the religious gestures, have their hands up in worship. They're emotional hearers. And verse 13 tells us that these are the people who are emotional hearers. But while the seed went on this rocky soil, a problem happened. It couldn't go deep enough because not only was it rocky, they had no moisture. What do you mean had no moisture? Um, the problem is that the seed didn't have an environment where there was, there was some water, there was some irrigation going. Do you know seeds need water? See, you can live without food much longer than you can live without water. And do you know what water is? Water is the word, but also water is worship. Water is a time when, you, when, when the Bible says, it talks about the worship. He said that the worship of God, when you get refreshed and you get in the presence of God and you feel God's presence like you've never been before. And so many people are too dry to grow. They're too dry. Their worship is dry. Their prayer is dry. When they read the Bible, it's, like, it's almost like there's, 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 there's nothing, nothing, nothing refreshing coming from it. And you might say, well, gee, the Bible's boring. No, maybe you're dry. If you're not worshiping, I'm trust, I, I trust that you're, you're dry. And sometimes the problem is not the worship. The problem is me because I'm dry. Have you ever got dry? Have you ever been in a place where it's like, this, I just ain't feeling it right now? Yeah. Dry places. And could it be that God is pouring out seed, pouring out truth, pouring out revelation? And the problem is that you're, you're, you're dry. You haven't been spending time with God. You haven't been in his presence. When it comes time for worship, you just kind of just say, eh, let's just get to the good part, whatever the part you like. But God is saying to you, you need some moisture in your life. You don't want to be a rocky soil person to stay dry. You want to be a person who has soil that is moist so that the seed can go in your life, germinate, and bring forth. But also, it's so hard for a, a seed to really get roots. The Bible tells us in verse 13, it says that these rocky soil people are so emotionally charged, and they're, they're like, wow, they are just excited. They have a lot of joy when they hear the word. But their root system is a problem. And just for a while, they're happy, 
But then a test comes up, and all of a sudden, the test throws them off. Have you noticed that sometimes when you hear a good word, all heaven breaks loose? All heaven breaks loose? Or should I say, not heaven breaks loose? There's, a, there's something that happens in your life where there are times of testing and trial and difficulties and problems and people and complaints and accusations, and the list goes on. And you just heard a word on Sunday, and all of a sudden that word just kind of flies out of your mind. And here you are, no growth. So here it is, the rocky soil. They believe for a while, but a testing and a trial pulls them away, and they don't grow. You don't want to be a part of that group. Don't be a rocky soil person. But then he talks about the thorny soiled person. In verse 7, he says, other seed that fell among thorns, they, they grew up. And, but so did other things grow up with it. There, there are some weeds that grew up there. There's some thorns that grew in there, and it actually choked the word. And in verse, verse 14 Jesus talks about the meaning. He says, you know, the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear the word, but as they go on their, their way, as they go on their way, they're choked by several things. Their worries, their riches, their pleasures, and they do not mature. They just get overwhelmed by the cares of life. They just, they just are overwhelmed by problems. They're just overrun by all the things that, quote, unquote, they have going on in their life. And they're at a space where, you know, they heard the word, but just life got a hold of them, and it started to strangle that word so it did not produce life and growth and, and health and strength in their lives. Those are, the, those are the thorny people. These are the people that will talk more about their problems than the goodness of God. They got all kinds of things going on in their life. Is your life too full of drama so that you don't grow? See, Satan will send all types of tribulation and problems and issues your way. And sometimes those are not really problems. The Bible also talks about pleasure. It talks about riches. I remember talking to a young man some time ago, and he was praying, he was praying, he was praying. He said, Pastor, pray for me, I need a job. I need a job. Pray for me, I need a job. And of course, I prayed for him. And you know, God answered prayer. He opened the doors for him to get a job. But you know what happened? He got the job, but he stopped serving God. He was more spiritual not having a job. God blessed him, but did he bless you so much where you just kind of just went off and forgot all about the one that gave you the job and answered prayer? God doesn't give you blessings so that you can forget them. And so sometimes the thorny soil people allow their blessings to actually become a curse because they forgot God. It's called the thorny soil people. They don't grow. 
But then there's the good seed, the good soil. And that's in uh, verse 8 and verse 15. He says that, that the, the, the people who have the good soil, that one quarter of folk, that one out of four, they hear the word, they retain, and they persevere. Verse 8 says that the seed fell on the good soil, it came up and it yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. And in verse 15 talks about that the good, good soil stands for those who have, here we go again, a noble heart. It's your heart. And those who hear the word, they retain it and by persevering produce a crop. So here's what, they, what the good, good soil folks do. They, they, they hear the word just like all the others, but they retain what they hear. Are you retaining what you hear? Are you, the word retain means that you hold on to it for dear life. You hold on to it. It's like something that was valuable to you where you didn't let anything or anyone snatch it away from you. Do you hold on to the word like that? Or do you say, well, you know, um, yeah, no big deal. We'll get another word next week. Or do you hold on to the word like it's, it's, it's precious? It's precious. That's what it means to retain it. But then he says it's about persevering. To grow, you have to persevere. It may not come with the wave of the bishop's hand. It may not come because... You fasted 21 days, and all of a sudden, all your problems go away. Or an answer that you've been waiting for just comes because you went on a 24-hour consecration. It may take you some perseverance. It takes you some time. It, it may take you some continual going forward day after day. Persevering means that there's some effort and work that you have to do. There's some waiting that you have to do. There's some contending and fighting against the enemy that you have to do. Persevering. The only way you're going to grow is to hear it, retain it, and persevere. Now here's some things that I want to just, just share with you and just kind of ask you a question. Well, what kind of heart, what kind of soil um, do you have? If I, if I were to diagnose your situation, and better yet, if you were to diagnose your situation based on these four types, you know, are you a person who's kind of the path? Path person? Are you a Rocky soil person, are you a thorny person, or are you good soil? Second question, what type of soil do you want? What do you want? I want to be a person who is good soil. There's nothing wrong with the sower. There's nothing wrong with the seed. 
there's something wrong with the soil. I want to be good soil. How about you? I want to be a person that God can speak to me and the seed goes into a heart that is prepared, that's not dry, that is not worried, that is not confused. I want to be in that place where God says, I can sow seed in your life because I know you're going to retain it. I know the devil's not going to snatch it from you. I, I, I know that worries and cares of life are not going to overwhelm you to the point you're just going to forget everything. And I know that you're going to persevere. Do you know why it's important that you get up every morning to pray? Because it's, it's a discipline, it's a practice. And sometimes, to be honest with you, I don't feel like getting up for morning prayer at all. I'm a human being just like you. But I know that if I don't persevere, the seeds that God is planting in my life will not grow. And just when you miss that prayer time, could it be that God is going to send some moisture in your life? Could it be that God's going to show up in a bit? Could it be that God is going to say, you know what? This was the breakthrough day. I want to be a person, and I'm sure you do too, a person of good soil. So I trust that this word is challenging all of us because as I'm delivering this word, this word's challenging me. That it, it, it's time, it's time, it's time to grow because God is sending word. He's, he's putting out seed. He's sowing. He's sowing. He's sowing prophetically. He's sowing in dreams. He's sowing in vision. He, he's sowing. Don't, don't, don't let being away from church, buildings, fool you. God is still sowing. And he wants you and I to be good soil. So this, this morning, I want, I want to pray that we will be good soil. Let's get, let's get away from those, that club of non-fruitfulness. And let's get into a place where God can transform our lives. And we can see the transition and changes and progress for the kingdom. Let's pray. Well, Father, we're, we're thankful this morning for the opportunity to share your word. And Father, we, we know that everyone who hears the word, they're not going to produce a harvest. They're not going to produce a harvest because they, they think they're above it. They think that they don't need it. There's some, Lord, they, they just don't, they don't have any moisture. They, they just, they're just on the, on the rocky soil. They just don't have a, a desire that's even deep enough. And they, they get excited. But then when Monday comes, it's almost as though nothing ever happened on Sunday. And Father, we just pray that, Lord, you would just keep us from going on the thorny places and being overwhelmed and be so concerned with what's going on with our lives that we allow the cares, the riches, and the pleasures and the things that we are engaged in to choke out the seed that you put in us. We want to be good soil, change our hearts, change our minds, change our behavior so that we will not be the same 
year after year, day after day, month after month, week after week, but we'll be changed and become more like you. We thank you, we praise you, in Jesus' name, amen. If you're listening uh, for the first time, thank you for being our guest today. And maybe uh, you have not received Jesus Christ as your savior, and maybe you've been watching us for a while, and you haven't opened your life to Christ. Maybe you're on that, on that, that one of those places where, where the path uh, side of things is like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think I really need that. But now today, you want to grow. You want to get into the growth group. You want to receive Christ as your personal Savior. That's your first step. So I'd like to lead you in prayer. If you desire to have Jesus as the Lord of your life, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for your love your kindness, your grace. Father, today I come to you to receive Christ in my life. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying. Thank you for being buried. Thank you for rising from the dead. Pray the Lord that you would save me from my sins, forgive me, make me new, help me to follow you, Help me to make you the Lord of, my li of your life, Lord. Help, 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 me, help me, Lord, to be the one who follows you so that you will be the Lord of my life. I thank you today. I thank you for coming in and being my Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we'd like you to text SAVED to 833 or if you need prayer, if you need someone to pray for you and with you, please don't, don't just put it off. Don't think you're above prayer. Don't trample on the opportunity. Accept this opportunity to be prayed for. You can text prayer at 833-300-0670, and you'll uh, be connected with someone who will pray for you and pray with you. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Stay tuned for more. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Minister Devin McCarley. And we're going to talk about Bishop's sermon today. Yes. So now this is the third part in the series. He started with the sower. Last week he talked about the seed. And now today, on the day of love, he's talking about the soils. And he challenged us to a soil diagnosis. So what were you thinking? I mean, as you heard the word, how are you processing that? So great question. Um, this is a, a familiar parable to myself, but um, I always enjoy just reliving them because you think about scenarios when you've been in these various situations and hoping um, that I am in good ground now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But essentially, one of the things that stuck out to me was just in regards to um, that one out of four, mm. right? So there's mm -hmm. four parts mm -hmm. to this. And out of that four, you have one part that is growing, that good soil, mm -hmm. that good ground. Mm -hmm. um, and so I you know, just revisiting some times when I've been either in all three well. of the other categories <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Or um, I've essentially can relate to 
Um, the one where they said, you know, you, the seed falls on the rocky soil. Mm. You know, and I think about even as a teenager, mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a family where I was born and raised in the church, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. so uh, essentially having to move from that rocky soil to mm -hmm. the good ground mm -hmm. where I moved from my parents' salvation, where mm -hmm. I heard the word and I went to church every Sunday, but didn't quite stick. Mm -hmm. um, but having to transition into that, that good ground where I felt I had a personal relationship with God and continuing to hear that word and hear the seed. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my experiences. What about you? Well, for me, again, what hit me was that three quarters versus one quarter. And I could see myself in each of those soils and saying, oh, Lord. Uh, but the part of just hearing it and being really excited about it, but then a trouble comes or a trial comes or something hits, life happens, mm -hmm. life hits. And it's like, wow, did I just forget all of this word that was so important to me when I heard it? But because life has happened, it just makes it hard. And then you, sometimes I would beat myself up and go, oh, you should have done better. And have to come out of that place of uh, Lodiba, as they say, coming out of the place of complaining and misery and then saying, okay, I'm making a choice. And what you just said is, what Bishop said is just, it's a decision. And that's hard to think that it's actually a choice. And so that is something I think all of us face, whether you're a baby Christian or a grown Christian, as we like to say, I, we be grown. Even as a grown Christian, I think we all sometimes go through that, am I in the three quarter or I am in the one quarter? And as Jesus challenges disciples, the key is be in the one quarter. So as we think about that, and you shared a little bit about how you grew from the, that last soil, the rocky soil, into the good soil. Could you share a little bit more about that process of what were some of the decisions you made? As Bishop talked about hearing the word, we do hear it, but then the process of retaining what you heard, and then the third of persevering. Talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I think this was also mentioned during the sermon that you, you got to put in the work. Mm -hmm. And so at one, at some point when we're faced with, do we really want to grow? Because I, mm -hmm. I think that's the first question that, that again, you have to that ask. Again. Do we really mm -hmm. want to grow? Yes. So you have to start with asking yourself that question because the truth is some of us don't. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, it, farming is hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And so essentially for myself, uh, I had to ask myself that question. Mm. Um, I would go to church day after, or you know, Sunday after Sunday, mm -hmm. and I would hear the word, and I, I feel the seeds would drop. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, some would go by the wayside. Mm -hmm. and, but for me, I felt like there were some the seeds, and as I continued to hear the word, I began to recognize the benefits mm. of the seed. Mm -hmm. Right. And so in order for it to grow, you're going to have to you're going to have to water it. There has to be nutrition in the soil. Mm -hmm. And so as Bishop had mentioned, it's not necessarily the sower mm -hmm. and, and it's not necessarily the seed. Mm -hmm. So why aren't you growing? Mm -hmm. And so when I asked myself that question and really started to uh, get to a place where I said, I want this commitment mm -hmm. with Christ mm -hmm. and really recognizing the gift that I have 
that's free. If you know, as this is Valentine's Day, we mm -hmm. say God is love, right? right. And He gave right. us this free gift. Mm -hmm. And so, in that, I began to really engage the word myself. Mm -hmm. So the first thing was, it wasn't just about going to church on a Sunday. Good. What am mm -hmm. I doing in my private time? Mm -hmm. Am I praying? Am mm -hmm. I reading my word? Mm -hmm. And one particular moment, um, I actually remember wanting to just start engaging in the word. Mm -hmm. And I went to my mom at the time, because mm -hmm. I was a you know, newbie Christian, mm -hmm. and I just asked the question, how do I actually read the word? And so sometimes mm -hmm. it's going back to the basics. And she explained to me, mm -hmm. you know, when you read something, you read a passage of scripture, you might not understand what that word means. Mm -hmm. Look it up. Mm -hmm. And I began to do that. And then the word began, uh, began to be expounded. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the word is good. Right, right, and right. so I, I started to get an appetite for it. Mm -hmm. And so you move from, you know, reading ever so often to reading daily to just having that experience with Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about having that desire and that just that commitment mm -hmm. to really putting in the work and persevering mm -hmm. um, in order to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Putting in, because there's natural work, which we seem to be okay with, but that spiritual work, and I would say I have a similar testimony of, I had people in front of me that encouraged me and challenged me to do the work, but they couldn't do the work for me. They couldn't open up my Bible and read it. They couldn't make me pray. But as I started doing the work, I started getting the reward of being good soil. So persevering and pressing, even when I didn't feel like it, as Bishop talked about. Because sometimes we don't feel, I, I don't know if you always feel it. No, <laughs> not at all. Sometimes we don't feel it. You're tired. Yes, mm -hmm. but we know that to be good soil, the desire is, God, I want to be good soil. And so to be that good soil, you've got to do the work from having a garden, I love to garden, and, and I can put my hands in good soil and I can go, this soil is good versus, ooh, this soil got some problems. We gotta get some, get some different soil and work on the soil of our hearts. And I know we're talking in metaphors here, but we're really talking about our hearts and the soil of our hearts. Anything else you'd like to add to that? I would just say, you know, sticking around the just making that decision, mm -hmm. And you, you just kind of elaborate a little bit about, about this. We, there's some spiritual work that has to happen. Mm -hmm. And the same way we make decisions in our natural life, right? Mm -hmm. You have to make those decisions spiritually. True. If this True. is something that you really want and you understand truly the gift mm -hmm. that God has given you, mm -hmm. then there is a desire, right? The treasures of our heart. We put time in mm -hmm. for the things that are important to us. That's true. And so in order to get those nutrients and become that good soil so that we can receive the word of God, that seed, mm -hmm. right? That is, as you mentioned, into our hearts, mm -hmm. we have to be willing and open. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my final thoughts. And That's mm -hmm. great. Well, thank you, Minister Devin. Great words for us to chew on and to also live by. Thank you for sharing and let's talk about it. So now we're getting ready for our Kids Corner. Welcome to the Kids Corner. I'm Greg and this is Javier. Today's story is the dreamer is sold as a slave. But let's pray for us. Lord, thank you for blessing us with another day today. Please protect those families who are listening in on us today, and please continue to bless them each day. 
Please help those to continue getting food, money, and everything that they need to survive. And please continue to make progress with the coronavirus each day so there'd be less cases and more people to survive. In Jesus' name, amen. The dreamer is sold as a slave. The sons of Jacob were tending flocks in the field. Jacob wondered, are my sons safe? He sent Joseph to find out. The brother saw Joseph's brightly colored cloak far off. Look, here comes the dreamer. One announced, let's kill him, another said, and throw his body in the pit. We'll say a wild animal ate him. Good idea, a third said. Then we'll see what happens to his dreams. But Reuben, the oldest son, said, no, let's not kill him. Just throw him in a pit to die. Reuben planned to rescue Joseph later. So the brothers stole Joseph's pretty coat and dumped him in a pit. Reuben left and was absent when a caravan of Ishmaelites came. The brothers sold Joseph to them for 20 pieces of silver. The caravan carried Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned, he cried, the boy is gone, what shall I do? The brothers decided to lie to Jacob. They stained Joseph's coat with animal blood. Jacob thought Joseph was killed. I will weep for my son the rest of my life, Jacob cried. Why did Joseph brothers wanted to kill him? They wanted to kill him because of his dream and because he was the favorite. Why did they stain Joseph's coat with animal blood? To make it look that he like he was killed by a wild animal. Thank you for watching the Kids Corner. We'll see you later. Bye. The Abundant Life Church would like to thank you for your continued support and giving during this time. We encourage you to continue giving, and you can do this in three ways. You can give using your cell phone by texting GIVE to 855-952-1023. You can also give by using our new Tively Giving platform. For more information or to give online, go to alccambridge.org give. Have you downloaded our ALC Church app? That's another way for one-touch giving. Go to alccambridge.org and find out how to download the app to get started. And as always, you can mail your giving to Abundant Life Church, 47 Howard Street in Cambridge, Massachusetts, 02139. Now, let us bless our offering. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you can satisfy our every desire and need. Your word says that we should give honor to you with the first fruits of our wealth. So Father, this morning we ask that you would accept our tithes and our offerings and even the donations, Lord, that have been given to this church as a gift of worship to you. Multiply what we give to the effective growth of your kingdom. 
And may Christ dwell in our hearts through faith so that we being rooted and grounded in love may have the strength to know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge. And so may we be filled with the fullness of God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. continue with our Black History Month celebration. Today is Valentine's Day and I want to share some quotes about people who have endured and have shared some black love. Maya Angelou states, I am grateful to have been loved and to be loved now and to be able to love because love liberates. James Baldwin, love takes off the masks we fear we cannot live without and no we cannot live within and then last but not least michelle obama said we choose love our love for our children our commitment to leaving them a better world our love for our country our love for our fellow citizens. That's what we choose. 
As Christians, we know that love transcends race and ethnicity. And I just want to leave you with a few words from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. That love bears all things, endures all things, hopes all things. Now abides faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. God bless you. President Barack and First Lady Michelle Obama made history in 2008, becoming the first African-American couple to hold these prestigious positions. President Obama worked his way through college and became a community activist, working with churches and helping to rebuild communities devastated by the closure of plants in Chicago. Michelle Obama took her skills as a lawyer and writer to be a role model for women, as well as an advocate for healthy families, service members and their families, higher education, and international adolescence girls' education. Together, they secured their place in our history, but they are not done. Both continue to be actively engaged in what's best for all Americans, always putting country first. Michelle, girl of the South Side, for the past 25 years, you have not only been my wife and mother of my children, you have been my best friend. You took on a role you didn't ask for, and you made it your own with grace and with grit and with style and good humor. You made the White House a place that belongs to everybody. And a new generation sets its sights higher because it has you as a role model. You have made me proud, and you have made the country proud. Do you know what credit is? How about the difference between a credit score and a credit report? And what are good practices versus bad? The Abundant Life Church is offering a two-part course, Understanding Credit, on February 18th and February 25th, beginning at 7 p.m. The course is only $20 and is available for anyone who wants a better understanding on how credit affects all aspects of your financial health. And scholarships are available. To inquire or for more information, go to alccambridge.org or simply email us at info at alccame.org. On February 28th, the Ron Savage Trio featuring Bill Pierce and Imani Deal will be performing a tribute to Black History Month. So please be sure to tune in for this amazing performance Sunday, February 28th at 10 a.m. Well, I trust that you've been blessed today by the worship experience and that you were encouraged. And I pray that the word was challenging and the word that caused you to see that you want to be part of the growth group. You want to choose to grow. And the Lord knows that we all, we all need to grow. I need to grow, and I trust that you see that you need to grow as well. And so I'd like to pray and bless you, and bless your family, and bless your life as you go through this week. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to come together. And we can come together, Lord, in many different facets, Lord, and 
And in this space of worshiping online, we thank you for being in our spaces as we share and as we worship together remotely. We just thank you for the technology that helps us to do that. We pray, Father, that even this week, that Lord, that you would surround us. I pray, Lord, that we would, from this point on, not let a seed that is sown in our lives go, Father, in a place where it is snatched away or it is burnt away by the sun and the cares of life have caused it to, to be choked out of our lives. But Lord, we, we retain it, what we hear, and we persevere. And so Lord, I commend your people to God. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you his shalom, his peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for being a part of our worship today. We'll see you next week right here at Abundant Life Church, where faith and life connect. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring, ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies has brought us facing the rising sun of our new day because march on till victory is won stony the road we trod to the
Straight from the places, our God, where we met thee. Blessed our hearts, drunk of the wine of the world, we forget thee. Shadow beneath thy hand, may we 